0: Telling Stories from the EGA Clubhouse.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the EGA's podcast, Telling Stories from the Clubhouse. I am Giselle Garbenguera, Quality Lead at Plint, and I am also from the EGA's Collective. Today, we are speaking to Laurie Panerai, Communication and Business Development at FDR Studio. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the evolution of her career and that of the dubbing industry. So welcome, Laurie. Thank you so much for, for joining us. I'm so happy to have you here because, I, you know, just reading a little bit about you, you have a very um, interesting and varied career. It seems like you started in journalism, right?
0: Hello, hello, Giselle. Uh, yes, I did. I started quite early um, in journalism in France, in Paris. I was a freelance, then I joined a a very uh, uh, cutting-edge company called Actuel Radio Nova. So very avant-garde, very um, uh, innovative. So that was the very beginning of my career, if I can say that. And then um, to make it fast, um, I went to... So I spent a few years in journalism in France, and then I moved to the UK. And I spent 20 years in the UK, but I was... I was not really working as a journalist. I was doing a little bit of a, as a correspondent for some French uh, um, magazine, but I couldn't really enter the UK journalism because I wasn't, well, you can hear my accent and I have improved my English a lot, but at the time I wasn't able to, to be a, a UK journalist. So I had to find another way to, um, to develop something else. And I became a, a programmer and booker, producer of live music events for 20 years in London uh, because I had some knowledge of that from uh, also I was uh, at the time uh, uh, married to a, a musician. And so I was a lot into also the music uh, music business. And uh, yeah, and I did that for 20 years. Um, so a lot of travel as well. And um, and I could experience different uh, type of, uh, of jobs so marketing, production, uh, coordination, logistic, uh, uh, finance, I mean, all, all sorts of uh, aspects of uh, different, of, of course, I was never uh, running a, a very big company, but I had my own company and, um, and so on. And then uh, came the COVID. Oh yeah. Um, uh, before COVID, it was already starting being difficult to be in the UK because my, I was specialized in bringing artists from abroad and it was becoming really difficult to do that. And um, and then uh, the COVID uh, really uh, was very, uh, very, uh, very dramatic for because I was really doing live music events. So there was absolutely nothing. And also my mother uh, was still uh, living in France, was not well. So I had to relocate to France. So I found myself in France with no job (laughs) and uh, and, uh, you know, to start again something and then came this opportunity. Uh, From a a friend that I knew from London who had set up some studios dubbing, so dubbing studios in London uh, just before COVID. Uh, So it's a a, a company that was based in France uh, called FDR Studio. Um, It's actually a group of five companies. Huh. And one of them was uh, trading under, under another name for twenty years. So, because you just don't don't open a studio like this in London, of course. No. So, uh, and this this friend said, "Oh, you know, we, we would we would need someone who has uh, your kind of profile, very uh, very flexible, very open minded. You've traveled a lot. You are totally bilingual, and uh, uh, you have experience in different uh, fields. So maybe you could join the company for a short mission." I said, yeah, uh, definitely. I was so happy to, to, uh, to be hired uh, to have a job. It was a, yeah. a miracle, yeah. But I didn't know a lot about uh, this industry, so I had to learn uh, pretty much everything. Wow. But I, I, I used to, I, I, I always, as a journalist, I always like filming, producing, uh, uh, you know, so it was not totally uh, uh, alien for me, but it was definitely a, a challenge
1: definitely i can see that i think actually your journalism especially your music and live events um uh, experience with all you know the sound checks and everything probably gave yeah. you also a lot of insight into the yes. the dubbing industry yes and yes we're I'm familiar with that to, side
0: yeah yeah exactly i was i I'm, i have seen many studios recording studios uh voila. so and um, yeah so i um i had to learn pretty fast to to to, to to have an input in uh, in the company, and uh, so it was just after COVID. Uh, uh, so um, actually, two years ago exactly. Yeah. And um, as I said, the company had opened uh, studios in London. Okay. So they had to to you know to really uh, develop that uh, that part of the of the business, and um, and I was uh, so I, I am in between London and Paris. I, I travel a lot.
1: Got it. And. Which is interesting that you joined the company and you started this new branch of your career exactly when COVID was starting, because that's when I think the industry also had to shift a lot and change a know, lot, I and know. so you were all growing together and learning. I know, so many things. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I really, uh, I, I had, of course, a, a lot of uh, conversations with uh, the, the CEO. It's a small company. We are. Uh, it's it's a family business. So. Nice um uh, and uh, the first uh, the first uh, uh, steps were a bit difficult because I didn't even uh, master the the vocabulary right uh, but then you just learn and then you know you adapt and uh,
1: yeah that's great and it's great to have that closest that closeness that to, to the you know the founders or the CEOs yes. and everybody oh, yes, yes. yeah you have that yeah. direct contact and you you participate a lot um yeah he's More, a person
0: who likes to do he, he likes to give opportunities so, so I'm right. not the only one who came like a, a little bit uh, you know he likes to think outside the box yes so and for the business but also for the team so I'm not the only one who just arrived without having a background in that uh, industry and we learn and yeah give us a chance and then uh, we I we think just that's
1: I think that is really productive and 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 really great to, like you're saying, even add more of that thinking outside the box when you bring in the different cross sections, you know, of this industry and, and switch back and forth. You get such different perspectives on the business yeah. and things that you may not have, have thought of that I'm sure you're bringing into the studio. And you said they so they have locations in um, the UK and France at the moment.
0: France, yes. And also we work in Belgium. Oh, OK. Yeah,
1: perfect. So. Perfect. So you do mostly French and English. That's a start,
0: but now we are developing a, a, a lot of English dubbing, mm. and we are building partnership to to be able to offer more languages. But directly mm. in our studios, we do French and English for the moment. But um, there is a, we just like to have new challenges. It's, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, the because being in London and. The being in French uh, is already quite uh, <laughs> quite special.
1: Yeah, that's that's a challenge. I I can understand. And and tell us a little bit about your position in the company. Like, what is your day to day, or what what are you involved so with I'm mostly?
0: A, yeah. Well, basically, I'm assisting the the CEO um, uh, in. Um, in his uh, development, the development of the companies, so I started uh, working on uh, helping him uh, setting up a process because he's uh, a very uh, he, he has a lot of vision for the for the business, uh, that's why he opened uh, studios in in the UK to 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 start dubbing in French. Everybody thought he was crazy, but um, it's actually working well, and uh, so helped. He, uh, he has developed specific tools um, because he's he's also a musician. Awesome. Uh, but he's also very, uh, he, he likes also the technology. So the he always said that what we do is more than dubbing is localization. Absolutely. Uh, because it's a bit, yeah, it, it's, uh, so we do, of course, all the different uh, types of uh, uh, access services, mm-hmm. uh, audio description, cetera, Great. Cetera, sub- subtitling, uh, yeah. of course. And um, so he has developed some tools that we, 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 that we own, that we use to mm. to be able to produce faster, to work faster. And um, so I helped him. Um, as the company was growing, uh, what was difficult is, you know it's always difficult for a company to be from five to 10 and then yeah. 10 to 20. Because uh, you have to uh, hire people, but uh, the the budgets, uh, the money is not necessarily uh, uh, um, uh, in adequation with, uh, yeah. with with your growth. So you invest and so. But he had a a process, a specific process that he wanted to implement, and that was difficult uh, with some uh, of the team. So I was helping mm. him with that, and then I'm, i I uh, developed also some communication. We are still developing our communication. We we're gonna have more um, uh, adventures in communication. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, you will see. You will see on the, <laughs> yeah, online. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, because uh, the, the company wants to to make a difference, I think, and uh, be a little bit um, yeah different.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I love it. And I think you mentioned a good uh, point, especially when you come from a small company and you're still in that very that growing phase, you know, even going from five to 10, oh, it's just five people, but you're doubling the company. And that yeah. scalability is so uh, important to get a handle of it and do it efficiently, yeah. you know, like yeah. you're saying. So it's not, doesn't disrupt the, the regular uh, flow.
0: Exactly. And you need new tools also. Yeah. And, and uh, so so we keep all the time developing. Uh, so I help, I, I, I help um, you know, this uh, process and
1: uh, implement this, um, these processes. That's, that's great. Sounds like you have a, a pretty exciting day today. <laughs> um, so you were mentioning in the, you know, the past two years that you have been with the company, I think we're exactly the two years where the dubbing industry <clears throat> has maybe changed the most and, yes. and not so much because it wanted to, but because, of course, of the outside um, issues with the pandemic and everything. Uh, what do you feel were the the biggest changes and the biggest challenges that you had to deal with these past two years? But I
0: think that the there is a combination of two things. There is a, the COVID that made uh, this uh, uh, massive uh, consumption of uh, of uh, uh, films and series mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, media online, but also um, uh, it, it, it also comes with the fact that. Even before COVID, there is this explosion of channels uh, yeah. streaming, and so it's a combination of these two things that make like there is a huge, a massive uh, demand demand in uh, dubbing and subtitling, which is very good. Yeah. Uh, for 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 the companies in that sector, uh, it's we are lucky. I always think we are we are mm-hmm. very lucky, um, but at the same time, the budgets also don't grow at the same (laughs) proportion so and and also i suppose the clients uh, wants everything faster quicker cheaper Um, that's a general that's i suppose it's not only in in our industry Uh, so you have to adapt you have to to find a way to to keep a balance uh, but in the same time you have to adapt to that demand
1: yeah, yeah. Balance that, that expectation of quality and where can you meet, yeah. you know, so that yeah. it still fits the budget. Yeah, and I think you bring in a very interesting point. I mean, undoubtedly, for example, the U- U.S. is a really <clears throat> is a huge market for consumption of of these products of media, and the way that they've been, you know, much more accepting and actually engaged with foreign content has. Yeah.
0: Has yeah, been that's,
1: tremendous yeah, which is yeah, fantastic is,
0: <laughs> yeah i know and that was not, i think no one expected that i suppose no because no. we were thinking we even in france where we don't we're not very good with foreign languages but the the i think before covid it's like oh well soon everybody will speak english the the dubbing will not be so uh, needed and actually it's the opposite because now we want to dub uh, korean uh, japanese yeah. uh, swedish and this is uh this is pretty new, especially I understand from Amer- for America. They, oh yeah, uh, they, yeah. They discovered all. The uh, it's great because yes,
1: yeah. absolutely. You have much more access and more acceptability of you know of the different languages. People want to hear the original language, maybe with subtitles, or want to hear good dubbing, yes. and and consume uh, you know different cultures, which is amazing. I think it increases diversity and. You know we, we become a m- much more acceptant of other cult- cultures and begin to understand better as yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, I hope, yeah. So it's uh, it's a lot of, of great things. And uh, speaking of the pandemic, did you guys do a lot of remote uh, dubbing? How did that work for yeah, you? Yeah,
0: we had to. So, yeah. but um, uh, now that we are hopefully after uh, the Major crisis of COVID. Uh, we 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 do have some uh, some remote recording, but not not so much. We we prefer to to have this, the, the the actors in the studio. It's uh it's much better.
1: I agree. I agree. I um while it was happening, it was always my my. Question It was always in my mind. Will it be something that will stay? Will they find that this is a good model that will keep, you know, will remain even after COVID? Or was it more like, oh no, this is an emergency. This is the way it has to be done. So we'll deal with it. So it sounds like people are, most studios are reverting back to the original model of recording in the studio, in a professional studio. Currently,
0: um... it depends on, on every mm. uh, territory, because when, one of the EGA uh, meeting there was, uh, I think someone was in Argentina, mm. and he was saying that they still do everything remotely. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he said people are just uh, used to work like that. And also, I think because a lot of comedians, maybe they are not uh, uh, located in the capital, so it's more convenient. Sure. Um so but for us in England and in France, we, we we are back in the studios. Yeah. Oh
1: good. Good. That's good to hear. Um, and now that things are somewhat going back to normal, what do you see as being today's biggest challenges or, or going forward, what do you feel might be some of those challenges in the industry? Or for you specifically, your company. For
0: us, well, it's uh, the competition because we mm. are we are a small company. So and um, to to be visible and to also sometimes break some, uh, you know, old rules or old habits uh, is not easy. It's never easy, especially in France. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a country that is uh, they like to. Work a certain way, and um, and so for us, it's uh, the challenge is yeah to keep uh, uh, breaking um, the walls. Yeah, if I can that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get uh, yeah get uh, also get partnerships um, because they are big studios, so we will never be a big massive studio. So it's also to to be there. Maybe sometimes we have we have worked a lot as a white label in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, even for Netflix or for uh, sure. uh, Disney, or, and now, of course, we would like to to be more visible. Like you know, we are growing, so hey, we'd like to um, to get uh, this type of uh, uh, a business uh, directly. So that's that's a challenge.
1: Yeah, of course, getting getting your foot in there and and solidifying. And yeah, you bring up a good point. France does have very strict. Um, Guidelines and 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 needs and you know for the industry as far as how much of the product gets dubbed inside the country. Am I correct? Uh, Isn't there like a certain quota that needs to be done? uh, For example, for French dubbing, that needs to be done in in France.
0: Yes, yes. This is changing.
1: Oh, okay. uh, Because
0: yeah, because the reality. Yeah. You know, at some point, you have to to get real. So. So it's changing. And also that's why we have a studio in London. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives us uh, so much more flexibility. So we, we have a tagline for the company. We used to have a tagline that, that was art and technology because uh-huh. we, we're very close also to the artistic side of the, of the work. Uh, and the technology, well, of course, it's, uh, it's a, it's a massive, uh, massive point in, uh, in our industry. Mm-hmm. But now we have a new tagline that is, uh, we dub it as you need it so we it. have this flexibility we can dub one the, the same project we can record some voices in france some voices in england mix them together mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, this flexibility is, uh, is unique and that helps also having uh, of course better delays prices sure so it's a business exactly model, uh, we develop
1: yeah. That, that's that's wonderful and can you share some of the plans for the future for FDR studios or no I can't <laughs> <laughs> no of course not I am not
0: the CEO I, no, no, I, no. I know all the secrets but uh, yeah. no, no but uh, um, hopefully some partnerships interesting partnerships thanks um, to come new clients yeah we will announce it in due time you can follow us on the social media excellent uh, and, um, but uh, no I, um, I don't I no actually. no no no. I'm not
1: gonna put you on the spot no okay. definitely um I, I think one thing that you mentioned is your tagline was art and technology and just I was you know in, in, I saw some of your posts uh, and you, how you share you know oh this artist you know this voice artist is so great to work with and this and that and I think that is something that needs to be celebrated more in the industry yes. the artists behind it's these too voices serious. Yes, yes it's
0: too it's too old-fashioned
1: yeah exactly yeah. it becomes a, a too much of the technological part but we have exactly to think about the artists the the, yeah. the acting the voices you know they they're exactly. the ones that are telling the and story the culture
0: and yeah yeah
1: So that is nice to see. And maybe that's something that a smaller company that deals directly, you know, has that more individual touch with the artist can bring to the table. So it's great great to see you sharing, recognizing that and and sharing that.
0: Yeah, Thank you.
1: Of course. Uh, Well, unfortunately, it's time for us to wrap it up
0: okay but already that was fast yeah i
1: know <laughs> it goes by fast it flies by especially when we're, we're having fun and discussing things that i know is my passion i'm sure it's yours as well i can i can tell by the yeah. conversation um but thank you well, so thank much you. for, for no, your time thank you
0: thank you for having me and um looking forward to meeting you in los angeles we yes we, yes we must come it's it, definitely it's, uh, one of the plans is to definitely come and uh, visit uh, los angeles and
1: Perfect. And meet let a us, lot of
0: people.
1: Yeah, Yeah. let us know. We can meet at the EGA Clubhouse. Yeah, or something. exactly. <laughs>
0: yes, with pleasure.
1: Perfect. Again, thank you so much. Thank you, was, Giselle.
0: Thank
1: yeah, you. Of course. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.
0: Join us next time
1: when we share more stories about elevating the art and science of global storytelling.